Good morning from the Financial Times. Today is Monday, May 18th, and this is your FT News Briefing. Jay Powell is warning that the U.S. economy might not recover from the effects of coronavirus until the end of next year. The oldest brokerage firm in Japan is unveiling a new strategic focus, and Taiwan is going to trial international travel, but under strict conditions. Plus, the FT's Jun Yoon walks us through how the new era for South Korea's film industry has been disrupted by the pandemic. I'm Mark Filipino, and here's the news you need to start your day. Americans are dealing with competing theories when it comes to the country's economic recovery. For one, the White House has repeatedly insisted the economy will bounce back before the end of the year. And then there's Federal Reserve Chair Jay Powell. He says he expects a more prolonged recovery. In the long run, and even in the medium run, you wouldn't want to bet against the American economy. This economy will recover. It may take a while. It may take a a period of time. It could stretch through the end of next year. We really don't know. That was Mr. Powell in an interview with CBS that aired on Sunday. He also said it might take the development of a vaccine before things fully recover. Assuming there's not a second wave of the coronavirus, I think you'll see the economy recover steadily through the second half of this year. For the economy to fully recover, people will have to be fully confident, and that that may have to await the arrival of, of, of a vaccine. Mr. Powell has warned of a medium-term economic fallout from the virus. And last week, the Fed chair continued his call for more fiscal stimulus. Over the past two months, the White House and Congress have passed nearly $3 trillion worth of stimulus measures to fight the economic turmoil caused by the pandemic. On Friday, the U.S. House of Representatives passed a new $3 trillion stimulus bill. It includes $500 billion for state governments, plus $375 billion for local authorities that are struggling to balance higher costs and lower tax revenues. But Republican Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell dismissed the bill. His party is drafting its own proposal, one that includes a liability shield for businesses so they can avoid lawsuits from workers who contract coronavirus on the job. Dr. Anthony Fauci, who's part of President Donald Trump's White House Coronavirus Task Force, has warned that reopening businesses too soon and lifting lockdown measures could lead to, quote, suffering and death. But President Trump, who's running for re-election this year, is pushing states to lift lockdown measures. And the president's senior trade advisor, Peter Navarro, said that continued lockdowns could kill more people than the virus itself. Here's Mr. Navarro on NBC News last week. If you contrast like this complete lockdown where some of the people in the medical community want to want to just run and hide until the virus is extinguished, that's going to not only take a huge toll on the American economy, it's going to kill many more people than the virus, the China virus ever would. Now, turning to Japan, where the country's oldest brokerage firm is set to break with nearly a century of tradition. This week, Nomura's new chief executive, Kentaro Okuda, is expected to announce a shakeup at the company. One of the measures includes a new strategic focus on private markets and Japan's vast number of unlisted companies. The new chief executive took the helm on April 1st, but has been with the company his entire career. Sources told the FT that Mr. Okuda said that in order for the company to move forward, it must shift its main focus from dealing and issuing publicly traded securities. Mr. Okuda's likely domestic business plans hinge on the idea that more and more Japanese companies view going public as a burden. 
And sources who work close to him say that because of this, Mr. Okuda believes that Japan could be headed for a historic boom in management buyouts, delistings, and mergers between listed and unlisted firms. Bankers think that the trend could become even more pronounced because of the COVID-19 emergency. It's less clear how Mr. Okuda plans to transform Nomura's international operations, which have struggled to make money. This month, Nomura posted its first net loss in five quarters. The company was hit by a fall in investment banking activity and widening credit derivative spreads from January to March. That offset higher trading revenues due to market volatility caused by coronavirus. And just on the other side of the East China Sea, the Taiwanese government is testing a new protocol for international travel. The trial will begin next month and be in cooperation with the Stanford University School of Medicine in California. A sample of 500 people will fly from San Francisco to the Taiwanese capital of Taipei. They'll have to test negative for coronavirus first and will have gone through quarantine before boarding. If the trial succeeds, it could prove to be a new protocol for international travel. Taiwan's COVID-19 numbers are strikingly low, especially when you compare them against other countries. And that's despite its close travel connections with China, where the virus began. The Stanford-Taiwan trial comes as many countries across the globe try to restore at least some international travel. In Japan and Hong Kong, travelers are tested for the virus on arrival, and they have to wait in the airport for the results. Some countries, such as Spain, have suspended international travel for non-residents altogether. Airlines and airports are suffering their worst-ever crisis and have been pushing governments to get travel back on track. Stanford said the results from the project could help establish rapid pre-flight testing stations at airports, which means that more travelers would qualify for shorter quarantine periods when they arrive. South Korea had a stunning win at the Oscars this year with its comedy thriller Parasite. And the win was supposed to usher in a glorious new era for the country's film industry. But even though movie theaters have stayed open during the pandemic, audiences have stayed away. Box office sales, crucial to film studio revenues, hit a record low during the first quarter. Our senior producer, Fiona Simon, talked to Jun Yoon, the FT's Seoul-based Lex writer, about how the local industry is adapting and what it means globally. So I gather the big hit of the moment is actually a TV series. Can you tell us about this and have you been watching it? Yes, I have. It's really difficult to have a conversation here without watching it. So I've been watching it as well. It's uh, a series called The World of the Married. It's an R-rated series. It's a remake of BBC's Dr. Foster, and it's become very popular. The series is about the unraveling of a seemingly picture-perfect family. It's R-rated because there are a lot of affairs, violence, and crime in the drama. Usually, those types of dramas are not very popular locally. But, but for The World of the Married, a number of factors are playing in its favor. The outbreak has changed viewing habits of people Bored from months of social distancing, people working from home, they're looking for something more entertaining than their usual soap operas. And the latest wave of the new coronavirus cases from a nightclub in Seoul has meant thousands of clubs and bars are closed on the weekends. So now they're at home and this drama starts playing at 11 p.m. on Friday and Saturday, which is just when the clubs used to open. So that has helped as well. 
So how much money has the TV production company been able to make from the success of this series? And how does that compare to its film division, for example? Initially, because it was an international remake, analysts had expected, at best, to break even for the series. It's still running, but the ratings so far suggest profit margins for the series will be more than 20% from licensing fees and advertisements. The latest contract that they've received from a Japanese network has been for $8 million. But the problem is that its film division more than offsets any profits from its dramas. So even in the current quarter, which is when the profits from this hit drama will be reflected, analysts still expect film unit losses to be double that of the TV business. So when the outbreak is over, do you think people will return to the cinemas? The April numbers give us a hint of what to expect. Cinemas were open throughout the outbreak. And the biggest drop in the numbers of visitors was in April. But that was actually when the number of new local coronavirus cases had come down to zero. So it does not look like it's about the pandemic anymore. So um, given the high hopes that, that the South Korean industry started with this year, do you think that they can weather this, this downturn? Yeah, I think the shift that we're seeing in viewing habits and the industry itself, it's, it's here to stay. So Netflix and rival platform viewership is up, meaning that more studios can skip theater releases and go straight to streaming. Academy Awards allowing these straight to streaming movies the chance to qualify for an Oscar next year, I think that is one of the signals that point to lasting structural change in the movie industry. A large part of the changes that we're seeing now are here to stay. And I think that's a global theme. You can read more on all of these stories at FT.com. This has been your daily FT News Briefing. Make sure you check back tomorrow for the latest business news. Did you know the Capital Ideas Podcast now has a new monthly edition hosted by Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin? Through the words and experiences of investment professionals, you'll discover who was their best mentor. What's a mistake they made that changed their approach? And how do they find their next great idea? Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Published by American Funds Distributors, Inc. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.